Kool-Aid was good. Whatever happened to Kool-Aid? Kids don't drink Kool-Aid anymore. Do your kids drink Kool-Aid? No, it's it's sugar water. Um, it makes them drink I, water. I know. It was. I know. It was great. Like it. It. It's not like it's gone away. Well, you no. You can still find it. Yeah, it's just parents have gotten a lot more health conscious. Man, my mom used to get the sugar-free. Oh, that's the worst. Kool-Aid. It doesn't even taste well, good. I know, you have to I'm put in like hate. an extra cup of real sugar to the sugar-free Kool-Aid just to make it taste good, and it's unhealthier I, then than it would have been if you just drank the normal stuff. What, but that was the '80s. Like we didn't know that uh, uh, smoking was sweet, bad. <laughs> smoking was bad. That that artificial sweeteners were actually worse than sugar. I remember sweet and low. That was awful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Splenda, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. People still use that. Now my mom still oh. uses it. I feel so bad. You're stuck. It's the, those were the days. Well, I think margarine was before that too. Yeah. Those were the days of margarine. Mm-hmm. Can I put this plastic material on your toast instead of butter? It'll be way healthier because it's less fat. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We don't want trans fats. Now we're way healthier. Just ask the coronavirus. <laughs> kind of do it hello internet that was pathetic try that again you gotta have it with feeling hello with internet feeling. it's yeah. it's the uncultured saints i'm pastor goodman and joining me this day is pastor eli Leitzau, uh still in uh social distancing uh which makes pastor Leitzau a lot easier to get along with what uh, maybe i don't know <laughs> Although, are you talking about yourself or are you talking about my, my people? What? I, are you talking about... Because we are always social That's distance. true. We're far apart. I miss you, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do a podcast now. I a, hate you. <laughs> yeah. No, we should do a podcast. Okay. I don't know. This is kind of crazy. That's no, nuts. You still... Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, by the time that, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. Something good. Maybe not. All right, take it away, Pastor I'm, Harrison. I'm, I'm Pastor Goodman. Uh, Pastor Harrison's in charge of the, the, the Senate. Oh, speaking, speaking of Pastor yeah. Harrison, uh, we all need a little bit of uh, levity, right? Right? Uh, mm-hmm. right now. And well, I don't know, maybe when everybody's listening to this, they won't have any levity. Uh, I, I sent this to you. You'll probably remember. I sent this to you sometime in the in the fall, but I was going through my text again, and it came about it and said, yeah, I got to share this with everyone because uh, it's awesome. Um, so uh, the first thing you have to do is know what Pastor uh, Harrison uh, looks like. Not Pastor Harrison Goodman, no. but the president of the LCMS, nah. Pastor, Pastor Harrison. And uh, so what, you have to know what he looks like. And then, uh, and then you have to uh, YouTube... Uh, the uh, 80s rock band sensation uh, uh, Toto. Uh, and you'll notice that uh, there was a young uh, Matthew Harrison in that band. Uh, so uh, go to Rosanna and uh, just watch the amazing video of Rosanna and uh, you'll see Pastor Harrison singing uh, singing that song. Blessing, Blessing the Rains. Down, no, no, that's Africa. Down in Africa. Not, 
They Toto had more no, than one did. song. They just did the one thing over yes, and over again. No, they had Rosanna. And and I don't Africa. Listen to Africa. Africa's it's pretty, pretty good. Great. They yeah, uh they, they didn't they write it um almost as a as a joke like um what would it what would it be if a bunch of people who'd never been to Africa try and write a song about Africa? I don't know. Is it kind of like uh, what we talked about? Uh, uh, do they know it's Christmas last <laughs> last uh, season? <laughs> the throwback. The throwback. Yep. thanks for thanks for bringing some levity no it's great uh we're we're recording this uh right before palm sunday and uh, i i'm writing a sermon um about the crowds who who gathered to meet jesus in the middle of social distancing it's kind of an it's a it's an uncomfortable feeling so um ah man how weird is that we're just talking about it from our own perspectives as pastors because we think we're the center of the universe i get it that's true. Yeah. But uh, everybody's got their own their own uh, issues in the way that the, their life is changed because uh, they're working from home or uh, kids are doing homeschooling. I get all that. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but I tell you, when, when I'm just doing this uh, uh, virtual church stuff uh, and there's uh, three people in the sanctuary, uh, man, that's weird to do the service. It's weird to preach to a camera. It is. Like at least when they're in person, I can tell when they're not listening to me. Like, <laughs> it's like this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm just assuming you're all spacing out right now, both of you. Um, exactly. Well, that's part of it too. Like, I got no idea who's actually listening, if anybody's listening, right? And it's it's really easy to to just turn off a a live stream Facebook thing. Yeah. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Hopefully they aren't. God will keep his church. I'm not worried. God will. Well. That's the beautiful thing about this, right? That uh, that uh, it's God's church, and um, it's gone through uh, pandemics and uh, persecution, plague, and, uh, plague. popsicles. Uh, also starts with the letter P. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, penguins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a bad one. That was this the the scourge of the penguins. Yeah, I, I remember that in. Uh, in the year 1522 that's that's exactly the year i was gonna say (laughs) i'm so glad i took church history Uh, (laughs) my academic advisor is the chairman of the history department he doesn't listen to this and has no cause to so we're probably safe (laughs) we're fine we're fine. Yeah. All right. So, what are we doing this time? We got we got some uh, we got some. Bible we're doing uh, Matthew chapter eighteen, beginning at verse uh, twenty-one through the end of the chapter. The the parable of the unforgiving uh, servant, I believe it's called, right? Oh yes. So we're getting into <clears throat> forgiving. That's that's an important thing. I, I suppose. guess in a religion that's all about it, but I really hate doing it. So um, maybe this parable will just sort of correct my morality um, and not talk about Jesus at all when I read it. Uh, let. let not talk about forgiveness? No, let's, let's find out. Uh, Matthew 18, <laughs> beginning at verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him 
and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused, and he went and he put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken his place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me, and should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God, <clears throat> I guess. Ah, yeah, the, it's the gospel of yeah. the Lord. You'll, you'll burn in hell. Everybody's praise to you, oh, oh Christ. <laughs> Somebody, I think it was Luther actually said though that that's the true mark of faith that that it's it's trust in God so much so that that if God were to say I should actually go to hell for my sins I should say Amen. Um, amen. Well, it's kind of like the Abraham thing, right? Right. Go, uh, go, go and sacrifice your son. Ugh. So this parable comes on the uh, the heels of that uh, that Matthew eighteen text that we all like to use. Right? I love that text. That's that's the law for how to get other people in trouble, right? Like follow these steps, and then as long as you've checked all the boxes, then you throw a, then then you can really go at him. Well, see, is, and isn't that the uh, the way that we always take a look at Matthew eighteen? It always. shouldn't be right. The, the, what boxes do I have to check before I can say you're just not a real Christian? Yeah, I mean, Jesus here is is laying out this uh, this gift of uh, of of repentance, this gift of reconciliation, this gift of forgiveness, and he's saying, "Hey, if your brother sins against you, that's not a good thing. Like, we want to get this guy reconciled back into the church." And you know, we're not talking about stupid little stuff. Or if if your brother honestly causes offense and and true and real sins. Uh, uh, we want we want that man to turn, uh, to be turned from his sin and and receive forgiveness and come into the the gifts of the church. <clears throat> so this is a a wonderful thing that our Lord gives us. And instead we say, okay, so I have to approach this guy three different times. Uh, first I'll come to him, uh, and then I'll bring two of my buddies uh, to accuse mm-hmm. him. And then I'll bring the pastor after I've told the pastor uh, everything bad that this guy's done. And then we can excommunicate him. Then I don't have to deal with him anymore. Him yeah. Um, this isn't about regaining yeah. a, a brother. This is about counting to that yeah. 78th sin so you can just be done with the whole thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what how we see this. This is how the... Uh, the sinner within us always sees forgiveness because we hear forgiveness and that that hurts our ears as sinners uh, because uh, we we don't like that we like the law especially when it's somebody else who's doing the sinning so uh, if we have to tolerate forgiveness then we'll tolerate it in a way in which uh, we can turn Jesus words against themselves or like you said we can find that uh, that 78th time uh, in which somebody sins and then I can say oh finally Man, I've been really tired of forgiving this guy. <clears throat> He's just been taking advantage of me, right? Good thing we don't do that. I just <clears throat> ever. Um. I have one other question before we jump yeah. to the parable. Um, 
Because well, let me read that section that we've been alluding to, just so that everybody's there. I'm, I'm in Matthew chapter 18, verse uh, verse 15. Begin with verse 15. More Bible. What kind of podcast is I know. this? It's not a good one. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> if if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. And uh, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. <clears throat> uh, it's really, I, and I, I, I don't have the right answer for this. Um, the way in which uh, uh, Jesus talks about uh, the guy at the end of verse 17. Let him be uh, to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Oh, I love that because isn't that who Jesus keeps preaching to? Like these aren't the people that he's trying to That's get rid of. These are the people that he's actually reaching out to in love and mercy. He goes, who needs to hear the gospel more than the people who have never heard it before? The Pharisees, they should have heard it. Um, they've been hearing it, at <clears throat> yeah. least if they've been a part of it. Um, the, the temple has always proclaimed mercy. These are the people you go to more, yeah. not no. less. So, th And this is the strange thing right. too, right? <clears throat> because again, we, we like to uh, use this, this text here to say, okay, hey, uh, once we've done the prescribed steps and the guy uh, is obviously not going to mm -hmm. repent, uh, I can just do away with him forever and treat him like a Gentile and a tax collector. And initially we want to think, oh, the Jews hated tax collectors and Gentiles and uh, cast them off to uh, Nowheresville. And so that's what I get to do to the sinner who sinned against me. And instead, it seems as if Jesus is saying, uh, once it gets to the point where this guy uh, has uh, has left the church, uh, you need to go after him even more. Yeah. And not go after him in a bad way. Go after him so that he hears the gospel even more. Because guess what? He's out of the church. He's not hearing the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins. And that's Wait, what are you saying that's a bad thing? That's what I was trying to get to this whole time. Forgiveness should only be for me, right? <laughs> it should. Just for, just for Pastor Goodman. That's what this whole parable is about, right? <clears throat> yeah no it is this okay so let's jump right. into the parable uh so yeah uh so you asked me before we what? got going and i think you're about to what's the weird thing right the whole thing That's is weird I like i i initially started uh to say well it's it's actually jesus explicit statement that's so weird that um that that if you aren't forgiving other people then he won't forgive you because it seems like uh somehow if i hold in my heart a grudge it it goes back in time 2000 years rips my god off the cross and and undoes forgiveness because i am i am just salty over something but and that's weird but the whole thing's weird like how how is this day laborer going to pay back 10,000 talents how 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 does any of this work how, how is the king just so fine with this? It's all messed well, up. So, yeah. It, no, everything is, is completely backwards on this, right? So we've got this this king uh, who's sitting there. The, the first sentence, first verse maybe, I don't know, 
uh, the first two verses uh, might make a little bit of sense because you got a king uh, who is going to settle accounts, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and I get it. That's what kings do. It's king stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, if if people have if people have borrowed uh, from the king. There is a certain time when the the accounts need to be settled, and so he he calls in front of him the people who have uh, read in their ledger. I get it; that makes sense, and, and so okay, so that should happen. <clears throat> and then right away, even in that second verse there in, in the parable, uh, we hear that uh, the first guy that we hear of uh, is this day laborer, this uh, this guy who owed him ten thousand talents. And to us, that doesn't mean anything. That's a anything. lot of scratch. Uh, but I actually, <clears throat> well, yeah, I actually uh, sat down with the calculator and I, I did the, the math, right? Because it's uh, supposed to be something like uh, uh, one talent is 20 uh, years worth of uh, labor and work and blah, blah, blah. So I did all the math. Uh, I carried the one and I found out that it ended up to be uh, 28 uh, billion kajillion dollars <laughs> that, this guy, that this guy owed. Um, so, so the guy is in debt, 28, uh, million, could you billion dollars? Yeah. <clears throat> that's a lot, that's a lot of, of scratch. Money. How's he going to pay you everything? There's a, there's no bunch, there's no, that there's not that much patience. This isn't how it works. No, wait, but, but even before that, my question is, how did he rack up that big of a debt? Internet gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but... But seriously, that's weird too, right? You've got a king who has let a debt get to a billion kajillion dollars. Leave your politics aside, Pastor. I'm going to keep using a billion kajillion dollars. I don't know what that has to oh, do with politics. I thought you were about to get upset about the national debt. No, no. That's that's bipartisan. Both, 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 uh, both the elephants and the donkeys uh, run that up. But uh, anyways, so, so uh, the, what kind of king allows that to even take place before he finally is going to, to call that into play, right? He's pretty reckless about uh, this. It, it seems to be. He uh, seems to be uh, very reckless. But it also shows just the enormity of, of this guy's mm-hmm. sin. Sin. Well, I yeah, just spilled the beans. Sin. His debt, right? It. Uh, which I, Shut up, podcast. <laughs> shut up. Change it up. But uh, also what's interesting here is uh, the guy's going to... Okay, so the guy's going to throw him in jail. Uh, and he's going to uh, throw him in jail. He's going to sell everything the guy has. Uh, and then also throw into a, like a slave slave labor camp. Uh, not only himself, the guy, but uh, his wife and his kids, right? They're all going to work their fingers to the bone uh, to pay off this debt. Uh, the the obvious thing is uh, nobody is paying off a, a billion kajillion dollars, right? So the guy's never getting never never getting out at all. Uh, so he's going to throw him into jail, and and what does this guy ask for? Just time. Like he's not even asking for like the forgiveness of the debt. He's like just just give me some time. Yeah, right. It it it's so weird. Uh, he just says, uh, have mercy or have patience, excuse me, not mercy, have patience with me and I will pay you. Yeah, everything. he doesn't want mercy. He, he just wants time. He's still trying to do this on his works as if that were somehow possible. Yeah. 
that's isn't that the isn't that the sinner in us uh, as well, right? Uh, when when presented with uh, with our sin, uh, when it's shown to us right in front of us, uh, we we don't want the punishment, obviously. Uh, so instead, we say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey! No, don't punish. Uh, I'll fix it. Mm-hmm. I'll make it right. Just give me a little bit of time. Just uh, let me do X, Y, and Z, and I'll fix it." Yeah. So, uh, so what happens then? Um, so he he takes this uh, this this forgiveness of of debt. Uh, yeah, the king just, just lets forgives it go, it, right? Um, it, like, don't even worry Which, about it. It's fine. Yeah, and so that's another odd thing that we have uh, that we've got the king turning on a dime here. There's no interest. There's there's nothing. He just he he turns on a complete dime. He was going to throw this guy into debtor's prison. Uh, slave labor for the rest of his life in order to pay this debt. And then just has uh, pity. And then all of a sudden, th- then he just goes, yeah, lets it go. Just complete debt-free. It, it, it sounds like two diametrically opposed things. Yeah, it's almost like a right? king of the law and a, a king of the mercy. <laughs> um, is there another word for mercy? Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it sounds like good right. news. Um yeah. The gospel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that one. Yeah, it's it's almost that we we have law and gospel being being portrayed here, and and the the gospel, the uh, the the freeing of this debt, this the forgiveness of this debt, uh, it it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to the law. Yeah. Uh, I can understand uh, forgiving, especially if you're a king, forgiving a debt for a hundred dollars. But not even a king can can forgive uh, a billion kajillion dollars. Like it just out of just out of principle, you can't do that. Even if you could afford it, you can just uh, you print some money. You you can't have uh, everybody else doing exactly what this one guy did, racking up a, a billion kajillion dollars of debt. What if other people found out that yeah, their their debt could just be forgiven? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that just encourage people to sin all the more? I mean, spend all the more? <laughs> well, that or borrow all the more, have uh, incurred debt all the more. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you can't just keep telling people their their debts are forgiven. They'll take advantage of it. Exactly right. And and I'll do it, and then when word gets out, my neighbor will do it, and he'll rack up just as much debt as me, and and it's just going to snowball in this. So it you seems can't to be just... what the king wants is forgiveness for everybody. Well. It seems like he's fine. He's fine to forgive debt, right? This is weird. I know. It's not how it should be. I'm confused. We we, we shouldn't have a king who just willy nilly forgives debt like this at the drop of a hat. We shouldn't, right? So, uh, and, and that's what this guy, uh, this this guy, uh, thinks. Right. Uh, this, this goodness. We don't have a king who's really done this. We shouldn't have a king who's really done done this. Uh, this sh- this shouldn't be the way in which society actually works. And he goes away and he finds somebody who who owes him a couple hundred bucks. I didn't do the math on I d- fraction hundred. Yeah, I didn't do the math on that one. I, I, I yeah. You you didn't even have to make up a number. <laughs> it's not made up. A billion kajillion is not made up. Kajillion, Kajillion's fine. Yeah, th- that's like there. Lightning McQueen dollars. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, yeah, uh, Harry Potter money, right? Stanley Nichols. 
They they got different money in Harry Potter, don't they? Don't they have yeah. the wizard money? Yeah. 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 They keep it at the wizard bank. That's under right. a dragon. It's yeah. Well, I think you're getting Lord of the Rings. No, man. <laughs> really? I haven't read enough uh, Harry Potter. Sorry, it's uh, it's it's evil and of the devil. It's the gospel. <laughs> At least that's what I've been told. It's the gospel. <laughs> it is. You don't it believe is. me? I read, no, I read the first book finally to my kids. Okay. I refuse to read it for myself. It is the gospel. It's it's you hear yeah. it in there. over and over again. It's it's yeah. death and resurrection for the salvation of a people. It's beautiful. I, I know. All right. Gosh, where did we? So this man we... who just had all of his debt is forgiven. Okay. He, he's walking on. He, he meets a guy who owes him a, a couple hundred Stanley nickels um, and, and four Harry Potter dollars. And he grabs him by the neck and he just starts choking him and he says, pay what you owe. Um, and he would not forgive him at his dad, even though he had the exact same plea that this, this man who owes the Stanley nickels. Um, he, he says, just have patience with me. I'll pay you. Just give me time. I, I don't even want mercy. Just let me work this off. He says the exact same thing exact as the guy who owned a billion kajillion dollars said. Right. The exact same thing. And it's so we've got a lot going on here. <clears throat> when the guy's walking away, mm. uh, I, we, we realize right away that he didn't understand what took place because he, he grabs his, his fellow worker by, by the throat, right? Tries to strangle him there on the spot. So we understand that he doesn't understand... Uh, that forgiveness just took place. That that he's been forgiven this debt. His his uh, red ledger is now black. Uh, he doesn't get that. I think at the very best, um, he well maybe not at the very best. At the very worst, I think he's walking away, uh, and he thinks that he has bamboozled the king. Right. Right, got he, away with he something. Thinks, he, he thinks that he's gotten away with this, that he has been able to uh, to get away with this. Who's calling you, buddy? I'll deal with that later. Hey, neat. Okay. Yeah, maybe you should be a little bit more professional. <laughs> <clears throat> so so anyway, he, thinks, he thinks he's pulled the wool over on this guy's eyes. He doesn't understand uh, forgiveness whatsoever, right? Because he's still this this guy of the law um and we see that he's this guy of the law because he goes to his fellow servant and he just gives nothing except the law to him right nothing at all and i you can carry that um and people get really upset when they see this happen because they say well didn't you just get uh, all this this massive debt forgiven how are you going to be so unfair as to not forgive your neighbor and we make the whole thing about fairness that that one guy got away with something and the other guy didn't but i don't think it's that i don't think it's the unfairness of it i think you're right i, I think that okay. it's it's the forgiveness Keep going. um we we do so much in terms of fairness in this world and fair is a law word um fair is is a word that is all about me uh but fair is the enemy of the good the word fair is is a, a word for people who have forgotten how to hope for something good. The word fair is that, um, well, if I got away with something, you should get away with something, and not, would it be good to forgive? The, the word fair is um, when I look at, at um, my, my sister's half of the cookie, whether or not I have the same size as her, so that, you know, I can covet her piece, even though I'm pretty sure there's a commandment against that. But the, the sinner in us, too, we... 
we want fairness. We, we're desperate for it. Uh, but but we only want fairness right. for us. And we and we don't want fairness. No, he for was our convinced. Neighbor. He he pulled the uh, the wool over somebody's eyes and got away with it. Um, and so, but so so that I mean that's interesting. That that's it, it's a a, a mind boggling thing how how we sinners uh, do this constantly, right? Uh, because it's it's kind of that uh, that log and spec thing that we could use too. Um, that I'm sitting here and and I've just been forgiven all of this debt and I uh, or I think that I've gotten away with with murder or whatever the case may be and I'm fine with that. I can live with that. Uh, but the moment that I see my neighbor uh, doing something, uh, I I can't have a shred of mercy for that person. Uh, I I want that guy to 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 get the fullness of the law and the fullness of the punishment. Right, and that's exact that exactly the attitude Jesus doesn't seem to be having here. Um, and 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 so he's so black and white about it that to me, like I said, this is this is the strangest part of the whole text where Jesus says your justification isn't based on the mercy of the king, but upon your actions, which is. Well, it flies in the face of everything that we have come to believe as Lutherans, that we're saved by grace through faith and not by works. And it's the guilt that, that that's laid up inside of so many hearts. I, I don't know about you, but I've had more people come to me just over grudges they can't quite forgive than anything else. I've had more people come to me and say, Pastor, you know, I, I, I can't forgive this person for sitting against me in this way is God not going to forgive me. And they make it all about themselves and still not about the mercy of the king. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, so when when you got somebody there, um what do you do? I rem- like so somebody does that and comes up to you in 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 your office. Mm-hmm. Where where do you turn them? To Jesus. Um I I remind them that in this parable, the forgiveness came from the king before it was ever asked to be shared among the servants. That all forgiveness comes from Jesus. All forgiveness comes from the cross. When, so when we, we have this petition in the Lord's Prayer that he would have us pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, we recognize that um, we, do, we don't mean it as an if-then statement, but a forgiveness all comes in the exact same way statement. All forgiveness comes from Jesus. So I can look then to the cross of Christ. I I can look to the crucifix and I can see my God dying there. And I can see on that cross all of my sins being punished. So that when I look up to that cross, I can say my sins were atoned for. And I can be certain of it because there my God died for me. But also, I can then go to the sins my neighbor has committed against me. And look up at that same crucifix and in all of my anger and all of my my quest for fairness or even just wrath and judgment on my neighbor, I can say, God, this person needs to be punished. And he can look at me and say, they were. Look at the cross. Look at see Jesus being punished for their sins. Look to the the hole in his side. Look to the the anguish upon his face. Their sins were punished. And so the prayer then um, isn't so much... God, let me earn my forgiveness by forgiving other people, because that's completely backwards. It's rather start with Jesus and say, God, all forgiveness comes from you. Please fix my heart on that so that I might see my enemies the way that you do. Yeah. And and then uh, I'm actually proclaiming, uh, and not just me as uh, in the office of pastor, mm-hmm. uh, but just uh, regular old Eli, uh, I can proclaim forgiveness to my neighbor. 
individually. It's beautiful, right? And, and it's unfair. And it's and and the thing is, and it's not and it's not just uh, it's not just uh, Eli's forgiveness, um, but speaking as this uh, fellow baptized uh, child of Christ to a fellow baptized child of Christ, I can proclaim the forgiveness won on the cross to them when I say, "You're forgiven. That hundred bucks you owe me, debt is yeah. clear." You're forgiven. God died for you. Your sins are it, forgiven. I forgive you because God forgives you. Yeah. And, and and you can recognize how unfair that is. Because here we're not simply saying, well, I got this gift and so I better pay it forward. Otherwise, I'll feel bad for taking the free Starbucks. No. And I'll be in trouble if I don't. No. It, it's just simply, wouldn't it be good if there was more mercy? Set, set aside fair. Fair is the enemy of good. It, it would be fair if both of these men got sent to, to prison, but it wouldn't be good. Yeah. The, the king it, it has pity upon the servant and actually didn't want him in prison. The only reason the man's in prison is because he says there's no such thing as forgiveness anymore. All right. So, yeah, now we've got to get there, right? I mean, th- this is where where Jesus is ending this. this because this, this parable is about forgiveness uh, from beginning to end. The guy's debt is, is forgiven, right? It... And it, it's so strange. And it's the reason why he ends up in prison isn't that his debt wasn't forgiven. It was forgiven. The king said it's done, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But th- this this guy was so darn concerned. Uh, he knew nothing of mercy, nothing of the gospel. He didn't understand forgiveness. In fact, he hated the whole idea of forgiveness. When he walked away from the king, it wasn't in a... Uh, thanks be to God, I can't believe uh, that he he forgave my debt. It was a, I got away with this. And so then he can still uh, come to his fellow brother and say, I'm, I'm going to make sure that this guy doesn't get away with what I got. He knows nothing of forgiveness. He only knows something of wrath. So he is rejecting the forgiveness of, of the king. He's rejecting the forgiveness of the king for himself because he didn't believe it's real forgiveness anyways. Can I push back on that just a little bit? No. <laughs> Go for it. What if, what if there was a both and? What if there, there was um, a, a, a simultaneous sinner and saint inside of this man who on one hand recognized that, yeah, he got a gift in this. Whether or not he wants to call it all the right words or not, he, he was given something completely undeserved. And at the same time, there was also the sinner who said, how can I take advantage of this? What if, at the same time, um, we who, who struggle to forgive our enemies can say, yes, God in his mercy gave me an undeserved gift, but the sinner in me still has a hard time actually finding the good in that, both for me and for my neighbor. Um, I, I think on, on some level, to, to be proclaimed this gift, God's word does what it says. When, when he says to you, your sins are forgiven you, that sticks. Um, it's just that we have this both and inside of us, the, the, the sinner and saint that, that struggles to, to figure out what to do with this gift when the simple reality is, well, he, he made this man free. You just go live, man. You get to be with your wife and kids now. Go do that. Yeah. No, I have no problem with that. Um, so what do you do at the end, though? What do you do at the end of, of this parable where, where the guy is thrown into prison? Be sad. Sure, uh, but I mean, I mean, because because you said a, a both and, and I think I think we can have this as a both and. I can see myself 
uh, and should see myself as the guy who isn't forgiving my brother. And I should be brought to repentance uh, and receive the, the, the forgiveness of the king. Um, so yes, this can be a simultaneously saint and sinner, a both and sort of thing. But I think this also speaks to uh, the, the individual who, uh, to his dying day, uh, knows nothing, wants nothing, uh, rejects everything about forgiveness and only wants uh, the fairness of the law. Um, it seems to me that uh, the, the, the person who dies in this with the rejection of forgiveness, with the hatred of forgiveness, um, who, who dies uh, with the desire uh, that the only thing that, that is really seen is, is the law, uh, that's, the, that's the type of king that he's going to end up getting. That's the, that's the type of God that he's going to end up getting. So in other words, if you say, God, if I insist on dealing you with the law, that would go poorly? Yeah, if, if you're sitting there at the at the end of days saying, uh, yeah, I know this, uh, you, you claim about this forgiveness stuff. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think that's uh, that's good. So I'd, I'd much rather go with uh, the law. Uh, and I want you to uh, judge me accordingly. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible idea. Uh, but but that that plays into the fact uh, also that uh, he the man was forgiven. When when Jesus is up on the cross and says it is finished, it's finished for the entire world. Exactly. Right? Not just you, but all the world. Yeah. Exactly. And yet, the danger there is is taking that forgiveness and handing it back and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with the law. For sure. Looks like a board. No, it looks like your text. I, I, I think we we kind of we got it though. Like what what else is missing? Nah, I don't I don't I don't think there's anything missing. Well, I'm sure there's there's plenty missing. No, we are we have I'm perfectly sure have fulfilled the better. law in in our doing of the <laughs> podcast. Good. Well, that's perfect then. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so go and and check out Toto for those. Of Everybody you who don't knows know Africa. About that. Not. Well, everybody. Okay, so do me a favor then. Uh, look up the, the the video Rosanna and find a young Matthew Harrison in there. He's there. Okay. It's starting at the thirty second mark. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's great. So that's all I got. All right. What do we got? Yeah. What do we got? Uh, what do we got next time? Oh, the Good Samaritan. Ooh, dibs. I don't like that one. I, I don't like I don't like being the Good Samaritan. It's too hard. I boy, have I got an answer for you. <laughs> Tune in next time to the Uncultured Saints. All right, <laughs> we out. <laughs>
Moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide thee toward salvation. I stopped an old man along the way, hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. He turned to me as if to say, Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you.